on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hi guys, welcome back to the Bogeyman Podcast with Johnny and Dave. Johnny, how are you? It's been a, it feels like it's been a while. I guess it's probably, it, yeah, it has been a while. Um, the two weeks are kind of throwing me. They are. I feel like like we aren't talking as much as well when we are yeah. down to two weeks, which is which is weird. But um, you've been you've been busy. I'm just here blending into the background of my room. Well, tell us why you're blending into the background of your room. I've got a lovely green duck hook <laughs> quarter zip on my my uh, my office my home office. As you can see, actually, is a it's called Jaguar green is what the room is wow. called. It's what the plate, the color, the paint is called. But I match because I'm wearing my duck hook quarter zip. Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. These lads, Doug Hook, do not need any more promo this week. In <laughs> fact, I reckon the the Tuesday after Cyber Monday and Black Friday is um they're like, lads, please don't promote please us. Please don't just, order just give, us a, give us a minute. We've we've made a fortune here. <laughs> yeah, I uh it's it's been a good I'd say it's been a good week for the lads. Um like they had some unbelievable deals in fairness. My god, I've never seen the amount of packages that were going out. Like mm. they uh We've been in their office, and if you go upstairs, it comes down like a wooden stairs and out the door. They literally decided for the crack. And their office is actually at the back of, of the um, of the unit that they have, and they literally had a paper trail from the office, from the laptop printer, right out into the car park in terms of the orders that were there to be filled. I think they've just about got through them now, but um, it, this should be just a, a celebration of the success of, of Doug Hawk. Yeah, have a a drink, lads. Yeah, take a night, have a drink, and uh, get back to it now next week. I'd say so. I'd say so. So, um, but there is still loads of stuff on on the site. To be honest, they had a restock as well at the same time. So there is still plenty of stuff. So go on, type in Bogeyman B O G E Y M E N at checkout. You're going to get your fifteen percent off. Um, now that all the Black Friday deals are gone, um, and uh, you can be just wandering around for actually really good for presents. Good stuff, good stocking fillers. Tell you what, if they're if you are looking for stuff, hats, belts, socks. It is hot and snood weather. Yeah, you just get stuff like that. Um, it will never ever be unappreciated by the golfing aficionado in your life. No, you've been uh, you've been practicing that read, B O G E Y M E N. Did you see that? Did you? Look at you. That was good. That was, that good. was amazing. That was um, good. I got some <laughs> I practiced. <laughs> Look, hey, even a broken clock is right once a day. Exactly. Um, so, so with the fact that we have already haven't spoken that much or that frequently, it's because there's been a lot going on. You've been traveling all around the world. Um, people might have seen on our socials that you were at the DP World Tour Championship. How was that? Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of time the first day as people would have gathered uh, to go and see. I had to actually had to work the, the, the other few days and it was harder to get stuff. Um, but went to the DP World, was working on it for uh, Tourism Ireland slash Golf Ireland, um, which was great. It was first time out there. 
strange place, Johnny. It's a strange place is Dubai. It's just bizarre. We were staying close, actually pretty much on the Emirates golf course, which is the one, it's kind of that iconic tee shot, the eighth one where it plays back towards the skyscrapers. It was, mm-hmm. We were staying there. That's the course. There's two courses on it. One is a night golf course, which we got to play a couple of times, which is strange again, experience. Uh, and played Dubai Creek when we were over there as well. So kind of plenty of work, plenty of golf. Um, but yeah, it was, so I went out the first day. Um, it was great. The events are not that, not that busy relative to what you'd get um, at a regular tour event. And followed Shane and Rory uh, for the first two days, uh, or first day, sorry. A um, few reasons. Well, a few friends of the pod were playing. Dean Burmester was, te- was, uh, was drawn at Rory. That was like, who can hit it the hardest? <laughs> Most often, it was brilliant and then you had shane and bob mcintyre paired in the group uh behind that's a great group and that was that group was a lot of crack it was a lot of fun to watch uh they seemed like they were having a lot of fun both of them were playing well but it was great because they were behind rory so all the crowd went and you could just literally stand in behind tee boxes and right beside them on fairways and greens and and watch them play and and then on the last day, I got to watch kind of the, the this, watch them coming down the stretch, which was great. So I kind of followed Morikawa in, was there when Rory had his absolute capitulation, not to his own fault, really, on, on 15. But it was, yeah, it, it, I, I had a few takeaways from it, to be honest. Interesting. So well, let's talk about the event first, and then we're talking about your night golf, and then do you get do your round on the creek, on Dubai Creek with Emma Driscoll but going down the stretch on Sunday with Rory what does that feel like when you know that he's just it's slipping away from him does the atmosphere around the room or around the room around the course just get a bit heavier because you you must feel like this has got away from him so it's a little bit funny Sundays over there because Sundays are effectively their Mondays yeah. So you don't have the weight of the um, of the crowd. So I think there, I think there is a live stream on 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 thirteen on the part three, and that was really all that was there following them. So you don't get the enormous roars that now excuse the pun when someone makes a birdie or someone makes a move or something bad happens. But the advantage being is that you're very very close to them when they're playing in a big big event so like i said we stood on 15 watched mcintyre come through who birdied it we watched uh colin morikawa come through watched uh rory come through and Marika- like you just my god they're so good with wedges and you just see how under pressure how good they are uh rory was unbelievably unfortunate on 15 like yeah. hit this hit the pin spun back into the bunker like that was that was kicking birdie range the way that ball was flying in maybe about 10 feet long, but it was going to spin back and then makes three bogeys to come in, then fucking rips the shirt off himself, which was God, I wish him like not for any kind of weird reasons, but it would have been pretty good entertainment to see him actually, but you can see what probably happened. He just probably was opening a t-shirt just like, I don't know. Yeah, he probably just, just y- yanked it and got. Yeah, it and like it. let's face it, it's probably Nike t-shirt. It's probably not the most <laughs> indestructible material that ever. It's not that duck cut quality. 
not that oh wow what a segue <laughs> what a move um so like what you got to see was and i suppose what i saw was the freewheeling element of the of day one with rory uh which was like Pires the first out of a difficult place this was the day he hit that unbelievable five one into second which we were standing beside it you wouldn't believe the height the thing came in from um birdies that birdies the next he's like five under through four and you just like see like the two of them kind of himself and Burmester kind of so it's bouncing off each other a bit because they're just like trying to see who can hit it the furthest um and you saw that freewheeling kind of the shoulders back um chest out kind of strut mm. as everything is easy in life and then you see the last four holes and it's like god he looks like it's like everything inverts it's like his, his head drops his shoulders go forward he, like he slumps he does the kind of thing with his head where he kinks it to the right he, and and we got all of that you know in in the space of in the space of four days you could see the how easy it was and then how hard it was all in one go uh shane was interesting shane is pretty interesting um calls out bo a lot kind of I think he just speaks and Bo's name gets attached to it if something <laughs> happens. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's anything. He's never he given out to Bo. He's just like, fuck's sake, Bo. That's exactly what happens. Like, I think Almost like a... It's like for, Looking for comfort as, like, as if the two of them are in it. Like Obviously they are, but you're like, oh, fuck's sake, mate. Like, that's awful. Yeah, it's... Well, I, I think it's almost like he like, substitute Shane's name for Bo's name there. It's what he's really thinking. He is giving out to himself. It's like, fuck's sake, Shane, but he doesn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> this was on, on three, which he drove his three one into the into the bunker but made an unbelievable birdie out of it so um yeah you just got to see got to see them up very very close um you're always astounded by the length they hit they hit the golf ball you're even more impressed by their wedge game all of them they're just phenomenally good um and then got to follow brendan lawler for a few holes so brendan obviously won his um edga events ago first in the world spoke to him after briefly um just passing by um just about it and he was just had had an unbelievable week like they play they play a big old course like they play the same course slightly forward on a few tees but it's a big old course and he was kind of three under level or three under three under one over first two rounds so like <laughs> proper proper good proper good playing golf, yeah. oh it was really good golf so yeah, like the event itself was like Morikawa is a bit of a killer. Like, really, he is. He, like the way he closed it out at the end was it was, fantastic was, pretty, was spectacular. Yeah. It was spectacular. It was like from the birdie on fifteen to really put the pressure on. Rory makes a big mistake, two shot swing, falls out of contention, and then just hammers it home. And he seemed to really enjoy it, and by virtue of his three wins this year and five or six starts in total he was european tour player of the year yeah it's there's something tiger-esque about watching him the way he's just very calm and precise about not just his his golf but his moves and how he walks and carries himself i think when you see him step it up again it almost like you can feel like the 
I don't want to say tension because like tension would imply he gets stiff, mm-hmm. but you can see he he focuses a bit a lot more when it comes to right. This is business time. I've been playing even par for the first fourteen holes. Now it's time to just step it up a gear and take it on. And you can see that step, and that it's it's chilling to see, but it's great great to engage in. Like, Jeezy doesn't miss much. Um, like an unbelievable iron player. Like the sound and the crispness. Like they are all very very similar in terms, but there are others who are a little bit different and he's one of those who's a little bit different um when you see him up close but it, it was it was a re- it's a really good week actually if you're a fan of tournament golf and want to go and see something where you're going to have the best players in the world but don't want to be dealing with 20 to 30,000 people a day they, that's a hell of a tournament to go to it really is like it's the one that you will get the most access to to the players you really want you'll find that the Irish guys are very well followed because of the expats community. Um, but you're still, you're still getting very close and you'll, you'll really enjoy it. If that's, if that's your bag, if, if, if Dubai was ever on your list and you're, you're a golf head and you want to see a tournament, like pick that one or pick one of the tour, one of the tournaments in, um, in January or yeah, in January towards the end of January in Abu Dhabi or Dubai and, and go and go and see that. Like it's not maybe, no, it's, it's not the cheapest place to go uh, for, for, for that. But if you happen to be over there or on a holiday, November, January time, pop out, it's free to go to. It doesn't cost. That's wild. It's, Why is it free? The tickets are free. You just, it's like one of those Eventbrite things where you just register your name and they send you out your ticket and go anywhere. And it's not like you're massively restricted in terms of the ticket type. Like they charge for corporate hospitality suites and all that kind of stuff. And they charge exorbitantly for it. But you go to, you can sit in the range, there's restaurants and bars and all that kind of stuff. And you can have as good an experience for free at the tournament. You can get an Uber out, which costs you like 15 quid. Go to the tournament for free, spend your day out there and come back into, into the city or whatever. So there's no cost to that side of it. Now you <laughs> there's there's like genuinely you book that if you do book that kind of far enough in advance, and I mean only if like a month in advance, I think the flights were like about four hundred and fifty return. Um get your accommodation on a on on Airbnb, uh Uber it everywhere and pick up your tickets for free. Like it'd be cheaper than a lot of places. That's exactly what my fiance wants to hear now. We're going to Dubai next year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was um, that was the DP World Tour Championship. It, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it, and I I love the time difference. It's really nice to watch a golf event on a good time for me, rather than have to stay up till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning to watch PGA Tour. I I, I enjoy this time of year. <laughs> when I can just get up early in the morning, Saturday, Sunday, watch golf until half 12, one. Yeah. And then be like, cool, got the afternoon. Yeah. And like, it's good stuff. It's easy watch. Nice yeah. place. No good players. Um, yeah. I highly can recommend. So going on from there, there's not, the PGA tour has been pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, there's been someone, a bunch of, bunch of events that are not of hu- huge interest 
Um, we might get onto the European tour COVID thing in South Africa later on. Hold, hold on. Can we get onto that? Actually, can we talk about that? Right. Yeah, just go first. Fucking hell. 36 all event turned into a 36 all basically scramble to the end, like because of a COVID shit show, half the crowd left, uh, weather shut it down, color 36 holes, and they still give out three places to the open for it. Yeah, I saw no oh, lineup for giving out about, out about that as well. Um, I, I had to look back and I thought, oh, three places to the open, that's pretty good, and then looked into the details. Half the crowd pulled out, and like, well, about a third of the fields effectively pulled out, and then. Well, 15 players from UK and Ireland all pulled out because yeah. there's a new variant. Um, I woke up and I was just like, retired, 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 retired. <laughs> I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> um, that did not. That was not great. Yeah, um, I imagine there was some kind of, that's why some kind of kickback to the event can, like for next year or something. Must be, because um, basically the European Tour pulled out. Do we call it the European World Tour? Tour. DP World Tour? Sorry, hold on. Is it if 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 the event pulls out, is it the European Tour have pulled the DP World Tour out of the event, or is the European Tour just now called like no, I don't know? I think I think it's just the, the DP question. World Tour. Okay, so the, the DP World Tour they pulled out no of the next two exists. events. Yeah, one of which is Gary Player's event, which let's face it, swings around a bit. Yeah, I don't think people are too heartbroken about that. No. Um, sorry, I did interrupt by wanting to make that point. Yeah, so I think I'm. Uh, I, I feel I feel bad, obviously, for for the tour, and as it's the the first event of the new season and the new name and the new everything, um, and to be to be hit by a global another wave of the global <laughs> pandemic is is not great for anyone. Um, no, I don't know the three spots for the open thing. I think even if you're looking at the field and the strength of fields, even if like the new variant hadn't arrived, three spots three? Was yeah. very generous. Three of a hundred and what what going to the open at 145, 150 odd. Yeah, 150. It's a lot. Given how many automatic ones, and I mean automatic by like top fifty in the world, previous winners, etc. 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 So you pull that back to sixty or seventy, and then you're into all right, that's a now it's getting a significant percentage of people for one event, one yeah. op- and one it's, it's actually, opening event. Yeah, and it's actually it's very important. So I was actually t- chatting to Callum Hill's agent. He's also Bob McIntyre's agent, um, Derek Ritchie, about... So Callum's going to come on the podcast in the next few weeks. But he was saying that because he has this uh, injury from, the, from a bite on his hand that he pulled out of the last two events... Uh, of the 2021 season and pulling out of those two events actually moved him two slots out of automatic qualification for the open. So it just shows that those three slots actually for the events that have just gone past are very, very viable for players oh. like Callum Hill, who's, who's in the mix and other guys just like him. So giving away three slots like that is like, it's costly. Big in fairness. Um, yeah, it's it kind of does speak to the bit of a gripe that you will hear about. I'm not going to say the manipulation of world ranking points by winning on the European Tour, but it certainly it certainly is worthy of of referencing that. Or, or if your season goal was to get into the Open, go down and play in South Africa. 
Yeah. Like if you're American and you want to go and play in a major and you're doing quite all right and you don't want to go and play in RSM and you weren't invited to Tigers event this week, like pop off down to South Africa and play the Sunshine Tour or the Sunshine the Sunshine Swing or whatever it's called and make a few quids. Um, you're, you, you play well, you get loads of world ranking points. You play well, you'll get a spot to the Open and then you get a trip to South Africa. Yeah, I if think it concerns you that much. Yeah, I, I think the European Tour is never going to compete with the PGA Tour when it comes to money. I think that memo that went out about how much the PGA Tour purses are increasing for this year and going forward, like the European Tour don't stand a chance. So the only way of a drawing big mm. players or yeah. competition is by giving away a lot of open slots or giving away a lot yeah. of world ranking points. So like they're using the tools at their disposal. I don't blame them for that. No. But I can also see why people would be unhappy with it. Yep. Speaking of spots for the Open, you can... Just try and qualify. Try and qualify or come to the Irish Open. And Dan and Julius, tickets are on sale this week. Go out, get a Christmas present for somebody and go down and see. The person who wins is going to go to the Open. So Yeah, come and come hang out with us during the Irish <laughs> Open that week as well. Yeah, we'll look. put you on the podcast. <laughs> Come stay in the house. It'd be great, crack. Yeah. Don't come exactly. stay in the house. Stay, take that back straight away. <laughs> so have like 100 people just rock up. Let's run that by Mr. McCann first, shall we? Yeah. Um, speaking of golf events, golf tournaments. Yeah. Um, this is something that I just watched nothing of. The match. The match. Did you watch any of it? Um, bits and pieces. In that I, did, I did, certainly didn't follow live. I, I watched it through social media, through every time someone said something funny, which the PGA Tour, Twitter, and social media trans in general thought was very regular. Um, <laughs> I now can't stand Bryson to the point where it's it's hard it's hard to watch him, but I now feel that. I've just like Brooks is really bugging me as well after watching it to be honest I, I don't know like it's you're try, they're trying to ignite this thing that happened ages ago this like and you don't even know was it like pip related anyway or then like here go out and get your sponsors to sponsor something that's gonna kind of if you or sorry if you have lost out because of the other guy for some reason and be kicked out of a tournament and get your sponsors to offer them a free case of beer or something like that like do you remember when that event was was that like bay hill or something it was one that lee westwood was contesting with and played the final round of bryson do you remember when he did the launched it over the trees or over the lake it's, that was like the peak of it it's the was players like isn't it? yeah it was, yeah, no. The players or, or Arnold? No, I think it was the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, like, I, I, I think the so format for the match in, on paper is great. I think having two wet blankets like Bryson and Brooks doesn't do the format any good. But I think no. Bryson, like the social content that Bryson does on his YouTube channel, I think plays to that audience very well. And if you're to try and do that type of thing, yeah. great. But like watering it down in the way that the PGA Tour does. Yeah. You just don't not you're not gonna get any value out of either of them. No. Um they're I think awful should, at this. Like yeah, I, I think you could make it so interesting and make it really like gimmicky for lack of a better word, but like you could have 
players that actually like each other or are friends or even like have like Danielle Kang, Ma- Maverick McNeely. They're a couple. She yeah. plays in the LPGA Tour, one of the world's best players. Her boyfriend plays in the PGA Tour, one of the world's best players. Let's do like a team event where they're on opposite sides of the team because they genuinely like will have a go at one another. They'll needle yeah. each other. Like get people that like each other to play these events because that'll naturally bring a bit of crack and banter about. Two guys that don't like each other will just not talk to each other. And the best one of these that I saw, and I did tune into it for its entirety, I remember was um, Phil and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and and Tiger. No, they were in opposite teams. And now that I just think of it there. And that was really entertaining. Like, I I thought that was really good. Um, One of the main reasons was... (laughs) was Justin Thomas was on course just slagging the shit out of all of them because he's Justin Thomas and he can. Um, and, and to that extent, Phil was quite, was quite good and quite entertaining. And, and Charles Barkley's really funny, like really has proven like he's the anchor of this kind of thing. Um, and I don't want to go over ground that other people have spoken about, but your point is exactly right. Like you're going to get like if two lads read and they clearly don't like each other. Mm. genuinely they, they they have no time for each other at all like you're you're going to get no interaction between the two of them so then you're relying on them to be individually funny of which they are painfully not funny <laughs> like they like like they try pull the joke they like bryson god love him tries to tell a joke and he, he couldn't get to the punchline if he tried and brooks is just a little bit cool for this he's just Brooks is Brooks. I don't know. I've no problem with them the way he is, but it's just not. They're not set up for this. I said, find the guys who are funny, like who are really funny. Like we know Max Homa is really, really funny. Mm. Put him out there with, like we've seen on a lot of the no line up stuff, how funny he can be when he gets in that 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 environment. But the other thing about it, Johnny, is it's really hard to be funny for about three hours, even for funny people. Yeah. Like, so why is this not like a, I did watch it back. I watched like the old shells where the golf, I watched something from the, the 80s and it was like it's pre-produced, packaged into an hour and away you go, which is like the ideal format for this. And here we're left to drag through three hours of drivel. And it was just, oh, just such a pain in the ass to watch. And it's built up to be such a big thing. Like they started it with like a massive crescendo with Tiger and Phil for a sickening amount of money. If you remember, it was like 9 million for the winner. It wasn't even like 9 million for a charity. It was 9 million straight up to the winner. And they've tried a couple of iterations of it. They should know now what formats work. And this just doesn't. Yeah, I think think there's just no no jeopardy. Now, I'm not going to try and compare what, what we did with battle golf to, to that. But if you brought in an element of like, obviously in the battle golf series that we played, you lose a hole, you lose a club. Yeah. Like bring a bit of jeopardy in where like, if Bryson, it get like if Brooks takes Bryson's driver out of his hand or something like that, you're like, all right, cool. You get to play all the par fives now without, without the club. Or I just give them something to do because it's like, like they'll just play golf and be boring because that's all they really have to do. Yep. And you're right. There's just no hook to it. There's like there's no hook. There's nothing to 
there's nothing to get invested with. Like there's nothing to say, let's sit back for an hour and watch this. It'll be really good fun. They'll pull the best bits out of it because they do effectively. That's what you watch on social, which is yeah. where I watched it, which gave, which gave it this, um, I suppose the, there was a false sense that it was actually quite funny. <laughs> Whereas when you watch it in actual real time, I'd say like, God bless you because I certainly would not have done that. Yeah, I think they kind of need to retire that format or really revamp. They need to really revamp. No, I think it would work. I, like, I do think that the pre-produced hour-long piece would work and you could do loads of them a year. Um, it would work on schedules. It would work on all different funds because I'm sure like to try and tie it in is just a nightmare. Um, yeah, don't, don't make it some kind of gambling product, which is obviously why it was live, was so that people could bet on who would win. But if you just make it a pure entertainment... Sorry? It was in the middle of Vegas. Yeah. Of course, there's gambling. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you just made it a pure entertainment product where it was a pre recorded half hour show or whatever it was with all the best bits, yeah. um, it would be a far better product. But look, if the producers of the match would ever come and give us a call for a bit of consulting on how to make their show better, you'd have our number, I guess. So, Tiger's event is this week. Tiger's event is this week. He obviously made that press conference where he spoke about the fact that amputation was uh, yeah. a serious consideration. I sometimes find statements like that from Tiger was hard to believe. Um, it wasn't so much. You know what? It wasn't so much what he said. It was the way he said it. Um, quite. I don't know. Was there an element of irony to the way he said it? They were said was was I was amputation an option and he said oh yeah it was on the table and I was like or or not as the case may be um just 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 a dark humor that I had the thought was, that that was quite funny to be honest <laughs> um it was so he did two interviews he did one with Henny as well not Henny mm-hmm. Koyak sorry um for Golf Digest which was done in a format he's done before from his swing room in his house and. It was all very nice and watered down and soft and <clears throat> convivial, etc. No real hard questions at all. What you expect? Yeah, no, no, exactly what you expect. Like you, you weren't going to get anything out of it um, that you couldn't have imagined the tiger would say. Like to be honest, there was there was nothing in it. Uh, the press conference today declined to answer any questions in relation to the crash and. Um, as he felt it was all covered in the police reports, which said that he was not under any sign of intoxication of any description, but was driving quite normally at 85 miles an hour in or 87 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone and um, hit a tree, went over a cliff kind of thing. So it's normal no driving. Yeah. So if there's no questions to ask about that, then okay. Now you just, you just work away with that little, um, that little kind of story because to the rest of us like we don't buy for a second and something really fucking strange was going on um based off all of the evidence that was there now (laughs) i say circumstantial but it's not circumstantial we saw how kind of off he was in his interviews for the genesis and when he was in the booth how he physically looked and the fact that he was in severe with his back he is no he has stated that he is on 
significant amount of medication to uh, to counteract that. And then then this happens literally the day after. So like, if the, if this if he feels there's no questions to be asked like that, then like bigger field him. To be honest, because no one buys it for a second. Um, he has said that he's going to play and gear up to certain events <clears throat> on the PGA Tour. Uh, he will not be playing full time ever again. Um, it's that was no real surprise. It was like you're kind of <laughs> like you're not. Um, you're like he's like it's not that he's no spring chicken. He's not an old man by any stretch of the imagination. He's just been through an awful lot injury wise. Um. Yeah, like is, 10 surgeries before this car crash. Yeah, so yeah. if he's in his mid-40s, he had a very serious accident. I think the fact that he was able to actually walk and even actually just swing a golf club, yeah, like most regular human beings would be pretty delighted with that. Yeah, and he has put himself now. <laughs> it's funny how he's positioning himself now. I just, I, I find... So he did reference, obviously, now he's like, well, Mr. Hogan did it, referring to Ben Hogan. And and I think that's where he sees himself now. It's like he sees himself as his path mirroring Ben Hogan after Ben Hogan drove into the front of a bus or bus drove into him. Um, had horrific injuries, but still managed to play on um, for select events. So now he's he has a narrative for the next part of his of his golfing life he is he is a frame of reference whereas before it was jack and it was the it was the majors and it was the number of majors and it was getting to jack's number and now all of a sudden you can see how this is in a nice pure nicely boxed off way or pre-packaged way yeah now now we're into the ben hogan like the master of the, the master is back but when will we get to see him and he will only come out once in a blue moon and his frame of reference now is to is to win something like Mr. Hogan did um, when he came back. So this is all <laughs> like from a PR perspective. I'm not going to say genius at all. Like you can see through it from a mile out. When when I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, so that's the line. Now this this is where this story goes now. Um, don't get me wrong, like. Bloody hell, like you see that car and you see what happened. He is he's lucky to be alive. Like like a double compound fracture of his tib fib. That is no joke. Like that's where that's where the bone comes out through the leg type job. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if the amputation thing might have been it probably always is for compound fractures. Um as to how they heal. It has happened. I have known people who, who have had it had it happen to them in rugby circles who've had that break and they have lost their leg. So it is obviously it is a piece where that that um or it is a thing it, it's a most definitely a thing it was just <clears throat> it, it fitted into the the way the story was going. Yeah, I don't really have much to add on to that. I think it's 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 a nice legacy piece for Tiger now for the rest yeah. of, for the rest. Like of he's his already career. talking about the Open in St Andrews now. That's that's the game. Like that's where it's. What's that? Seven months away. That's where I'd say that's the next time we'll see him. Is St Andrews like not a long golf course? A golf course that requires a bit of arts and crafts, um, a bit of nous, a bit of knowledge. Um, yeah, and uh, his favorite course in the world. He he said all those things. So like, if I was a betting person and I was like, "Where's Tiger going to appear next?" I'd be straight onto the open. Yeah, I think like this. These next few years for Tiger will just be a 
an extended farewell tour where yeah he'll yeah. play a few events he'll rock up everyone talk about how incredible it is for him to be there which of course it is yep but yeah the narrative has changed from will he beat jack's record to how great is it that he is here and he is exactly and like if you haven't seen him him. yeah like if you haven't seen him before and you have a chance to get to see him at a tournament and he does not you do know he's going to be at a tournament like go see him because like it's one of those it's one of those sports people in in world sport that you always felt like kind of the steffi grass or the um messies or ronaldo's or it's just you would always like to say you saw him hit one golf shot and so if you have a chance like definitely because he won't be like he's not going to be playing a lot put it that way no but good that he's back happy he's back he definitely doesn't owe the game another run at trying to play 20 events or 15 events a year if he can just do that circuit of a few little a few events each year and do a farewell tour he'll be he'll be happy out and he'll be yeah we'll be lucky to see him at each event that he is at yep for sure hmm. so are you getting to play much um <clears throat> i <laughs> I'm, I'm really ready to say to you like the last last few rounds of golf have actually been in 30 odd degrees um we did yeah we never spoke about that yeah, we we did. I thought you were segueing into this. I didn't realize we hadn't spoken. Well, yeah, 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 good, good natural segue into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I actually played practice over there in the evenings a lot. Um, we had a course right beside us. I actually had a couple of good games. Um, so you played at night first. Played at night so twice. That. Yeah. So I played with Amy Condon, who of your uh your the, the vanquished in your in your group in still the, bitter about that match issue. They still brought it up funnily <laughs> enough um and her boyfriend carl goodwin who's um or sorry godwin who is in part of it's actually he's in maidan as that's a part of the troon group so if you know the race course it's out there and amy is they both sorry i should say they've both moved to, to dubai both pga professionals uh, and Amy is with Claude Harmon School in the Els Club. So we caught up after work one of the days late, <clears throat> like quarter to nine, and we went for nine holes, and it was brilliant crack. It was very, very enjoyable, very strange, like, like very, very strange, surreal. It's like, it's like playing in a not not great lit driving range, but you see, you still see everything very, very well. It's yeah. like the lights would be brilliant for a game of football or five aside. But for playing golf, it's a little bit funny. Your your depth perception goes and takes your eye a while to fit in. But once it does, then you're then you're away and like you see the ball perfectly. Uh Carl Lesso, he hits it that gun fire that it just goes up and out of the lights, which is a bit weird. It's like you're kind of guessing where it comes down. Uh he busts it. But it was great. It was just good to meet two people that you knew over there to see them doing so well. Um like they've made a big move to go out and it was good getting all the stories and, and stuff like that and, and getting to play a bit of golf with them was was top. Like normally you'd be meeting for a drink or whatever, but we just grabbed a couple of beers and went around in a cart and listened to some music and played a bit of golf. It was all very, all very chill. So um, we did that. Uh, I played on the uh, Faldo course one of, one of the evenings. I was free myself. I went out with a couple of English guys <clears throat> and then we played 
we had we had our own actual corporate events in Dubai Creek and we were hosting and I was playing with Emma Driscoll, who is John Murphy's agent, Irish International, honorary member of Ballybunion. You will see her on our episodes of Ballybunion from our Tea Time series. And goodness gracious, she's a she's a player, isn't she? Proper player. Yeah. My God. My God. Like she she actually won the event that we played at. No way. Did she actually? That's incredible. She did, yeah, with a set of rental sticks. And uh, the guy, when the guy who's playing with us is um, he's like captain of the Dubai Irish Golf Society over there. And I was like, don't put any money on this. Genuinely, don't put money on this because you'll lose. And sure enough, if he had, he would have lost. But <laughs> it, it was, she was very, very, very impressive, I have to say. Uh, pleasure to play with. And great company, great day out. Um, mental club, like with the nicest, probably the well, probably the most scenic one out there. I would have thought. Mm. Um, and yeah, just a great day. So that was that's the golf I played, Johnny. To be honest, my clubs are in getting done for lots and lies now at the moment. Um, and I won't see them until the weekend, I'd say. Which, but in this weather, like. There's not much golf out there, is there? Isn't it? Um, how did you play in both rounds? Uh, I was I was good. Yeah, good in Dubai Creek. I was I was one over. Um, we played it off the back sticks. Now it, it is a good course. It ha- it held the um, Asian Amateur the week before, so it was in good nick. Um, and we played it right off the backs. So yeah, one over was which was pretty good. Emma, I think Emma was one under. Um, so lost the cash, but. <sighs> Like, I had like honestly hadn't hit many any balls before. I'm not going to. It's too cold. I <laughs> know. I don't really want to go out and stand the range now. To be honest. Yeah, that's fair enough. How about you? Anything going? Any golf? Yeah, I played Moy Valley uh, on Sunday. Just passed. Uh, I caught up with a very good friend of mine, Dar Brown. He works for Athletics Ireland, and he's uh, the man behind Backspin Box, that uh, ah. golf subscri- subscription company. So. Uh, as I was saying to you that I hadn't seen Dara in about three years or so. Uh, so it's the really, really nice thing about golf that you can go out, you can catch up with a friend and you can have a nice chat over a few hours whilst actually playing a sport. It's not just going out for a pint or yeah. you, you said best golf, best sport ever. And that's, that's one best of the great ever. things about golf is you can't catch up with a friend that you haven't seen for years, spend hours with them and yeah. you've, you've caught up on anything and everything yeah um, solved all the world's problems yeah no it's great to see him and great to great to play golf with him first time playing Moy Valley as well so that's another one off the list lovely course really yeah. really really enjoyed it very friendly oh, off the tee um soft in spots but like it's the end of November so that's kind of what you would expect but yeah. never wet anywhere which was no and it's a huge it's difference kind of esker it's esker land really it's mm. um like topography land it'd be similar to the type of land that the montgomery course is on yeah um, it, yeah big big monty fields yeah big monty fields with it has held a couple of challenge tour events back in the day i believe it could have been shane one of shane larry's very first yeah uh, professional he was yeah i was chatting events. to um alan kelly who's the director of golf operations out there and yeah shane's first or first big win as an amateur was a like Darren Clark challenge event that he hosted, and yes, Shane won it. Yeah, I thought I, I had a feeling that 
that I was at that event. I remember <clears throat> remember going along to watch a lot of the Irish lads and I remember being at it. And yeah, but it's, it's hosted some proper it held actually the um holds a lot of good P, of the PGA network, um PGA of Ireland uh, events, a lot of qualifying events for the Irish Open, etc. I would have done that proper test like um can be very long, can be can be quite breezy as well. So it's it's kind of it's kind of exposed mm. for as I said, imagine very, very big Monty fields off it, but fabulous course, brilliant value as well. If you're heading down, like seriously, seriously, good value. The greens oh. were um hollow cord about like a month and a bit ago, so probably quite early in the season. You'd probably, you'd probably argue, but the greens yeah. were fantastic, they were running yeah. so so well. I say probably one of the the truest greens around that you would find at the moment. Yeah. They were, they were really, really, really nice. And like, if your goal was kind of to pay the money, but didn't want to be paying the green fees for that, like this is every, every bit as good and um, cheaper again. Mm. And you'll have, you'll have a great day out. Um, it's not, it is not far for, it just sounds like we're just advertising the place, but it's, it is not far at all from Dublin. So I live in Stepside. No. Took me 45 minutes to get out there. Yeah. Like, that's nothing. There's a lot of members who, who who travel out to get to their own clubs. Um, there's I think they do a good open series there during the summer as well. Um, so so well worth the punt. Yeah, very very fun day. The closing stretch, sixteen and eighteen, they are great holes. Great holes. Great yeah. holes. Yeah. No. And let's face it, you were very very well wrapped up against the elements as well. <laughs> I wasn't taking any risks. You were taking no risks. <laughs> No risk. No. But um yeah, what else have we got? Christmas presents is all we have on the list. We do have Christmas presents. Now you thought this was like Christmas presents similar to our video, and it's not like a blind plug. Um from... watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, do watch the video, obviously. Um, why not? But it's about your Christmas presents. You have spoken to the Depart- Department of Internal Finance and yeah, yeah. Well, Chief Budget Holder, aka yeah, yeah. Megan. Yeah. The accounts, and, uh, accounts have released the budget for 2022 and yeah. there's, uh, there are finances for new golf clubs for the year coming. So. Come on, tell us. What are we getting? What do you get? I'm going to go into this totally blind. Uh, Mark Amani Mark is probably going to be my next phone call. And I'm just gonna go right. Let's get fit. Let's let's do this right. Go all in, blind fitting. See what I hit best, and take it from there. Um, okay. I I've got no preconceived notions as to what kind of clubs I want. I currently hit Mizuno's. Love them. Um, it is worth saying. I don't need new clubs. I don't think. Are you gonna keep your old club as well? Why would I do that? Yeah. Or are you gonna try? Are you gonna sell them? I don't know. I'll sell them. So someone, someone make me an offer, and I'll sell them. Like. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I don't. Yeah. Why would I keep them? What's happened to you? Like, <laughs> to frighten the new ones into performing. Oh, okay, right. But I think always I think, have two. It's like the it's like the, the the trade of always having two putters in the boot of your car because like you want to frighten your own your mat your game one into to actually performing or else it'll be out the door. My psychology is totally different to you. Right, yeah. If if any flaws in my golf game are one million percent not the club's fault. All right. Okay. Okay. So I I need if, if there's any if I'm shanking an iron, it's definitely not because the hosel is too thick or something. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna gonna go in and um <laughs> yeah get properly get get fitted and we'll go through the the whole process and um 
we'll see what we come out with. I'm looking forward to it though. You're yeah. you're a big fan of the restrictions. You were saying that. Yeah, I'm to lay on them. I'm I'm still <clears throat> I'm still debating what to do after that fitting session as to whether to go for it or not go for it. Um, so for what our video on on live stream on on YouTube, we did a full fitting session. So you actually go and see the process that Johnny's about to undergo. Um, I'd highly encourage doing what Johnny just said as well and going blind. Um, not no don't uh, don't just let him do his thing. Don't, don't ask what you're doing um but i have just had the fitting process that johnny's going to go through and i've been recommended and i'm just like hmm will i won't i so we'll see we'll do you see. know how much the art like the new set would cost you um I, I i cannot find like if you go onto any website at the moment i don't think any it's it's frightening enough but most clubs you're you're, you're genuinely talking between 750 and a thousand quid which is, it's a yeah. chunk. Of, it's a chunk of change. Like, um, like, yeah, it, it's it's genuinely a, a a strong decision as to whether you do you do change. I like nearly reticent to say upgrades, but um, yeah, it, it's it, mm, <clears throat> it certainly is a bit of a factor in the in the decision making process. Like, of course, I would like the best money you're going to spend in terms of. You like um, in terms of you and, and the new clubs is the fit. That's the most important 150 quid of the whole process that you're going to go through or 100 quid or whatever it is. It's not actually the 1,000 quid that you will spend on clubs or the 800 quid you'll spend on clubs. The most important part of that money is actually the, is the fitting part. So, so for anyone not, that wouldn't know, why is that? Let's say, let's say you're just a passing off on why, why is that the most important? Because everyone has, <clears throat> everyone has tendencies <clears throat> as to how i'll take it back to something more simple um years and years ago runners fitted for shoes and everyone has like flatter like they could be flat or over pronating or heel strike or toe strike or whatever and they realized actually it's pretty a good idea to go get a set of shoes that are fit to the actual gait that you have in terms of running in a sport that is built completely around the timing of putting a fairly small bit of metal on a very small static object, I would have thought it very, very important to go and make sure that you're using the right equipment to time that whole sequence up. And there are so many different traits that are that that come into play. Like if you're <clears throat> if you're very steep, you don't want something with a very, very shallow sole profile that digs into the ground. Uh, if you tend to bounce the club off the ground, you tend to not want to, oh, something that's kind of a big wide sole, which is just going to further bounce the ball or the club head into the middle of the ball and you're going to hit everything thin. Um, Shaft-wise, something that is going to suit. Length-wise, something is going to suit. Um, profiles of heads that you like. It's <clears throat> it's such a... And, and then to add to the fact that you're going to have these for an awful long time, um, it is, to me, absolutely imperative that you go get fit. And having had fits that have been very, very, in fairness, very, very good and suited how I was playing or, or how I was swinging it at the time and how different the, the need I have now is compared to then, it's actually, it's, it, it makes complete sense as to, as to why I would go and, and, and get fit or why anyone would do it, Johnny, to be honest. It's, it's a very enjoything experience apart from anything else. Yeah. 
Well, it certainly is with, with Mark anyway. Yeah, and like most fitters out there now are, are very, very good. And then you get to see a load of product. You get to hit a load of product. You get to try it kind of obligation-free and effectively with a, with a good fitter. Hmm. Like you pay for the service, but some fitters will charge you for a very fit give you the specs you can go off and you can order it from wherever you want like some clubs <clears throat> golf clubs offer discounts to members etc and they can hand the spec sheet to the pro the fitter has made their money on on the actual fit they may not have made it on the actual sale but they're they're still ahead still ahead um and it, it benefit it benefits absolutely everybody so absolutely go and do that yeah no i'm looking forward to it i i I am very aware of the fact that lead-in time for new clubs is very, very long. So even if we do get this fitting done in the next few weeks, I don't think I'm going to see the clubs for a few months. Mm. See how you go. Yeah, see how we go. Yeah, yeah go. that's the big one. Merry Christmas, me from me. Merry Christmas to me from me. Um, Merry Christmas to the uh, four Irish clubs who are in the, um, well, sorry, four Southern clubs who are in the actual uh, world or golf.com best hundred courses. Which are the courses? Do you want to guess? Um, Across the island of Ireland? Across the island of Ireland, Johnny. Um, Port Rush, RCD, Ballybunion, and Adair. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, Adair, no. Adair, not in the top 100? Nope. So Port Rush, RCD, correct. Ballybunion, correct. Port Marnock? Correct. Come on. Are those just four now? Uh, four, sorry, four in the south, two in the north. Oh, so there's six. So, um, six. <clears throat> so Port Rush, Port CD. They're the two in the north. They're the two in the north. Uh, Port Marnock, Bally Bunyan. Correct and correct. And then there's two more. Ooh. This is a long. Uh, stay with us, folks. <laughs> like I'll, I'll edit this down <laughs> no no don't the silence just uh, as i try and buy time as i think no no it adds it's tension johnny it pills the tension as people are screaming at me it's this club it's uh, la Hinch, you idiot is it i was gonna say the european and la Hinch. yeah it's the it's la Hinch and it's saint patrick's links that's an interesting call very interesting call very, not, very not, interesting. Not bedded in yet. No, a lot of people would say no. Um, I mean, I've never played. A lot of people would you, say you yeah. And you, you enjoyed it, but like I thought, like the grass had even fully settled in some parts of the course. Very true. No, that that is true, and I don't. It's that's, <clears throat> and we're not saying this by any slight to the course, but I suppose where you probably see it is. It's probably a testament to the to the piece of land, to be honest. Above all else, and how and and the and, and the routing, I suppose, to a certain extent. Course condition is a very different thing. Like, does that does that effectively come into it? Like it should, I would have thought. Um, but yeah, it was a 
I, I saw it. I was I, like, I won't say that I was like, I was shocked that it was on it. To be honest, I would have thought that. Yeah, I would have thought there were other places that certainly in the country it would have had good competition if you were to <clears throat> if you were to put it forward as, as what courses go go ahead. But um, like it's a master it's a master class in marketing, to be honest, <laughs> as to the fact that they managed to get that course, which has effectively been open for six months of was it even not open even. for six months of play? Oh, not even. Yeah, I like I doubt there I doubt it was even open for that because it's currently closed. Um <clears throat> yeah, there you go. So St. Patrick's Links was the actually the sixth best course in, in Ireland. <sighs> but it is a, like I was I was surprised. I was surprised. <clears throat> like personally, I don't think it's the best course on the resort. Oh, wow. <laughs> Genuinely, I I don't. Um, I think the old Tom course is where they had the, the legend story this year. I think that's a work of art. The back nine of that is, is as fine a nine holes as you will ever come across. My God, when I think of it, that back nine there is spectacular. Sandy Hills is a very different type of course. It's big. It's a one through the middle. We've, we've done this. We've, we've spoken to this ad, ad nauseum nearly. Everyone knows me chatting about those places. But I, yeah, I think, it, <clears throat> yeah. I don't think it's the best course for us, Venna. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I'm which, sure the great. Which should make all time then top forty in the world. Yeah, I, said, I mean, like, I'm sure. I'm sure it is fantastic. I've obviously, I've never even seen it, but I just, I think, giving that kind of prestige or award to it already after it's a few months old, I think maybe like maybe wait a year and let it bed in and. Yeah, I'd. <clears throat> I'd imagine the, I imagine the likes of <clears throat> Bandon in those places that have courses of a similar type and style, or certainly ethos. I would have thought is or of of resort. Um, we'll probably be looking going. <laughs> what about us? We're over here. Uh, did they? But yeah, did they not get it? Bandon. Well, Bandon has about seven courses. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so like let's let's not feel too bad for them, put it that way. Um but it was <clears throat> it was strange. I, I did think it was uh, like premature for it. I that's not to say in any way, shape, or form, um that that it would that it will not be kind of worthy of it um in in time. But certainly it uh it's it's a it's a tough one. Like I think in fairness as I look at that. Bandon has three courses in it <coughs> in the top 100, <laughs> but they have six, put it that way. <laughs> um, That's a good return. Yeah, it's, it's not bad for uh, for their for their investment. But it's, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just think it's probably, a bit, it's probably a bit premature to be making that kind of statement around the course. Like, like I said, I'm sure it's lovely and it plays fantastic. Yeah. And I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> I just think... Maybe wait a full season until you make that potentially, call. Yeah, yeah, potentially. But <clears throat> what I will say is what it will do for, for the area is going to be enormous. Um, and I, like I'm putting on my kind of tourism art with this now. It's like what the demand is going to be on that course and the area and the region and what it's going to bring in. You've got a Tom Doe course. You've got a Hans course. Our trophy courses are kind of defined by the championship courses in terms of Americans come over or 
foreigners come over and they want a trophy course and they will always see RCD, Waterville, Lynch, Royport Rush, etc. Whereas it's probably gearing more towards the trophy hunter in the US, which is a different type. They want to go after designers and having a doke course there and having a hands course up there is just going to be, it's going to do wonders. And like this part, like I'm absolutely delighted that they got it because what effectively is going to do is stick that region on the map in its entirety. Yeah. We've spoken so, about this before where <laughs> exactly. like, if you're trying to get a tea time in, in Kerry or, um, or Claire for the next year or even two years, like good luck to be honest with you. COVID's really pushed a lot of 2019 and 2020 tea times back yeah. uh, or 2020 and 2021 tea times back for the next two years. So you are going to see your tourists just migrating up the the west coast up to Donegal now and having the yeah. likes of like you could have a serious and we were planning one a serious week yeah playing just Donegal golf courses and like don't get me wrong like I did a basically a full episode where I waxed lyrical about St Patrick's so like this is not to say that I didn't love the place um I was just surprised that it managed to get onto the list that that early. Um, mm. like that's that's the angle that we're we're talking about, not whether it's. Oh yeah, I don't think I was just saying it doesn't deserve to be there. I think maybe just a little premature. Well, we're just it's like it, it was the surprise, and I, and from a lot of the from the commentary on it, it was the surprise in the, in the hundred to be honest, and it was surprised that it was it was that far up, but. It was certainly welcomed by a lot of people, to be honest. Um, like golf.com did a really, really good review on it as well. And they kind of the justification on it. Uh, it was solid. Like it really, really was. Um, so yeah, like kudos to the guys up there, um, to the Casey's and, and what they've achieved and in, in managing to get that into into that top hundred. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's obviously matching Gianella and um, like Tom Coyne at separate times went up there and did their different trips. So I'm sure that plenty of these very well-respected eyes have been out there and looked at it and spoken about it. Um, and I'm sure they all have had very, very, very good things to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like to put it into context, uh, Port Marnock is at 53 and it's at 55. So that's where it's that's where it's at. Which is the highest ranked Irish club? Uh, I'll let you take a guess. RCD. Correct. At? Number six. It's good going. It's very impressive. In you play there. Um, <clears throat> likewise, haven't, haven't been uh, on Royal Port Rush at 15. So That's great. Yeah, so... We're well represented, if you ask me. I was thinking that, like six courses for a small <laughs> little island. That's that's good going. Um, Seriously, punching above your weight. And like, if you think there's probably five that you could play in in, in one week in uh, in one trip, <laughs> if you fly into Dublin, play Portmarnock up to RCD, onto Port Rush, onto St Pat's. There you have uh, that. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a good, good few days already. Golf. It's a good few days. It'll hit you in the pocket. It'll be a good few days. <laughs> yeah, but again, I think if you're planning that kind of trip, money isn't really too much of an issue. Nah, nah. But uh, no, well done to well done to the Casey's on getting in that, and well done to the other crews for keeping their courses in in the top hundred. Not an easy task. No, not by any means. 
There's been a funny um, headline now. Who wouldn't have? Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned money. Do you know who wouldn't have a problem paying for a trip like that? Tony Fino. Well, I guess it's Caddy, more specifically. Well, actually, it's Caddy. That's where it wants to go with this. It's like, so Tony, Tony Fino's regular Caddy is a way to um, have a baby, I believe. Not him, his wife. Um, money doesn't allow even such, <laughs> such things as... as as having to having to sit on on your uh, uh, on your boss's bag for a guaranteed event where you're going to get ten percent when the minimum purse is a hundred grand, so he would have been guaranteed ten grand for showing up this week. But um, yeah, so uh, Tony Fino's Gali is actually now a billionaire. That's so sick. yeah. So the the boss of Qualtrics, uh, one of these. One of these random tech companies from San Francisco. I don't know what they do, to be honest. Um, I'm sure they have a European headquarters in Dublin for cultural reasons, potentially. Not yeah, cultural, reasons. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's was basically caddyless up until Tuesday um, and has picked up um, a new caddy in the form of, I think it's like some, some Smith guy who has worth about two point something billion quid. How did, how did him becoming the caddy come about, do you know? I'm sure they live in some tax haven in the US, Johnny, to be honest. And our, our friends are friends that way. And ha- he happened to be out. I, I think actually the Bermuda thing is um is is the actual kicker on it. Um he was out at the event uh and has a bit of a uh like a tax haven out there. Um so uh He's he's gonna pick up the pick up the task as Ryan Smith, I believe his name is. So yeah, it's not often that the the caddy is worth tens of multiples of what the player is worth. Normally, it's definitely the other way around. Do you think in what, what could be very funny is do the inverse of what a caddy would do? So take instead of taking ten percent of your earnings, he gives Tony a ten percent bonus on whatever he makes as like an incentive to do better because you imagine being so wealthy that you could just do that well in fairness this this guy just bought the utah jazz nba team like bought it um so uh, like i don't know how cash incentives work as a proportion of your net worth but i'm fairly sure that any 10 percent that tony could give him would probably pay for his wine at dinner that's mad yeah, so <clears throat> might be a rubbish caddy, mind you. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he, Tony's with him for his caddying abilities. No, no, I think not. It's probably just for uh, get a sponsor onto one of his onto the bag or something. <laughs> get another logo on board. Yeah. Get another, another nice thing Q on there on the middle of his chest or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's Tony not having to worry about paying his caddy this week and. Unfortunately, actually, there was, it was quite sad, actually, just, and it was quite, the, the timing was only in relation to Tiger Woods' announcement, but Lee Elder passed away as well. Yeah, it was kind of completely overshadowed. Yeah. Which is it, like, very sadly, it was completely overshadowed, <clears throat> like, um, having obviously been very visible for the, for the, for the drive-in at the, at the Masters this year, uh, when he was meant to be actually there last year. Uh, if you remember, but obviously was present this year when we had the obviously went back to the, the regular slot in April, and yeah, so he passed away. Yeah, um, I guess 
you would hope that anyone listening does know exactly who Lee Elder is, but Lee Elder, for anyone that doesn't know or wouldn't be too familiar, um, so his bio here says, Lee Elder, a champion of racial justice, who in 1975 became the first black man to compete in the Masters. He died this year, this week at the age of 87, um, Monday. Cause of death was not given, but um, yeah, the first first black man to ever play in the, or compete in the Masters is not even that long ago. No, it, like it doesn't feel, <clears throat> God, that it really doesn't feel that long ago at all. Um, yeah, and it was, yeah, it's only after <clears throat> we got to kind of heard a lot of the story. And in fairness, while obviously it took an awful long time for him to get into the Masters, if it wasn't for the Masters, I probably wouldn't have heard his story or wouldn't have read into it or read much about um, the gentleman. So, I, ironically enough, it was through the matches that I got to got to hear about the story and everything else. Um, so when when I saw that, I was like, hmm, oh, that's 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 kind of one of those lights and golf that is probably just extinguished. Yeah, uh, it's it's very disappointing to see him go. Um, he won four PGA Tour events in his career, including the 1974 Monsanto Open, which qualified him for the following year's Masters. Um, he then recorded another eight PGA Tour champions win or champions tour wins. Yeah. And yeah, in 2020, he was made part of the uh, honorary starters. That, that's the point that I said is like, I would have liked to have seen that become, I suppose, a, a, uh, a more a, a, an embedded event, like an embedded part of the ceremony that he was there where it was, he was only there, actually, he was meant to do it twice. And but it was only there once, and I, I that's that's just where it was, uh, like a bit sad that he probably didn't get to to get that recognition every single year. You see it the way, unfortunately, Gary Player gets it, but the way Arnie is revered and and is remembered, and Jack is obviously still there. That you would have liked to have had him there for longer, as like as a reference back to when things were probably not great at all. Yeah. Absolutely, and, a and, and what what a crucial role he had in actually just progressing the game of golf. Yes, exactly, uh, because not only was he the first black man to compete in the Masters, but he also played an in, like an integral role in. Fifteen years later, the first black member in 1990 joining Augusta National Golf yeah. Club, which is what Ron Ron Townsend yeah. uh, is the man's name. He's the first black member, and uh, Lee Elder played uh, a crucial role, partly in in his journey yeah. so um yeah the fact that that honorary starting went off and i think everyone hinted at how important a role the yeah. elder had but it, it would have been nice for someone to have specifically said this is why he is really important yeah it's, it is just one of those things that does like we're doing this and it's great that we're doing it but we really just don't want to get in too far into the reeds of why um but don't don't ask because because we're making good on it now whereas <clears throat> by having him there every year which just would have been a a very constant reminder um that as you said some bad shit happens not that long ago in that place um and i hope they don't just replace this that empty chair now <clears throat> this april i assume it'll be the it'll be like 
um, what they do for Arnie. I think they, they, they normally have a set of clubs there for him, don't they? Or something along those lines. But um, yeah, it's, it's sad that it's sad that he won't, uh, he doesn't get to do it for him even as like, as the, as, as something to look forward to every year is like a symbol of, of what he had to, to battle through. Um, it would have been nice to see it, that tradition go on. Yeah, it would have been lovely. Yeah, I think that's about. That's about it. I mean, yeah. I think that's about everything. I think we've had uh, good long podcast this week. These longer, we've these get infrequent a... episodes, but longer episodes are nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's an interesting one. I did. I did just look at my phone, and Rafluski Golf Europe has just followed us on uh, Instagram. There's a good thing for someone to get for Christmas is a voucher to that academy. They are very, very good. We're just doing free shout outs here now. Yeah, I just Watch saw the that. Video. I was like, there you go. That was just said that I wanted to wanted to bring that up because that chap, Jeff Ravlewski, is um he works an awful lot with TXG um, and is doing a lot of videos with them in Canada. He's based primarily in Canada, actually. But uh very much worth uh worthwhile looking at um at a voucher for those that that place. What are you thinking about getting for Christmas or what have you hinted at getting for Christmas? <laughs> Uh, I, I I was going to get wedges, but um I happened to have a stroke of luck actually. Um I Oh do you? I I didn't Oh do yeah. I didn't tell you this. Oh <laughs> all right. We have we, we probably have a couple of them to give away potentially uh later on in the year. But um as I was walking out of the event the other day, I met John Catlin, um, who pulled out his wedges from the week and just handed them to me. Um what? <laughs> this is a, this is this is bullshit. I was talking to John like yesterday. You were talking to him yesterday. Yeah. No way. He just did, failed to mention that he just gave you some wedges. Well, I, 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 to be honest, in the world, of John Catlin, he had just won about a quarter of a million quid. I'm fairly sure a love wedge was not really was not high this <laughs> yet. But I got I got a couple of wedges. Uh, not that I could use them or anything. They're all like. Let's face it, John is not small. Um, uses mad laughs and grinds. I'd never even dream of been able to hit them. But um, yeah, so we'll probably end up having to give them away soon, will we? Yeah, like there you go. That's a serious giveaway. We'll put a bit of manners on that plan. Um, that's serious. Yeah, so we'll find someone could be getting two new wedges from John Catlin, to be honest. Very good. Yeah, unless I can use them and I can try them. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You guys are not getting them. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a code, there's two of them there that I'm looking going, No, that's they're not for me. Um, it's just like all I can see is like leading edge and no bounce. I'm just like, really? oh, 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 oh god. Oh yeah, it's really <clears throat> kind of a cool cool looking uh cool looking grinds and stuff, but but quite mad. Did you follow him at all? Uh, I did, yeah. Following the he first day it, for a bit, like he hit it like surprisingly <clears throat> far. Uh, he's very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's violent, like like surprisingly far. I fought him yeah. during the Irish, and he, he hit a three wood on on eighteen miles, like so far. Yeah, yeah. He's a like, um, holy god. He is a low key ATM machine. Is John Cam like? It, that man like another top 10 finish at that another cool quarter of a million quid is just a bit of a a bit of an assassin during the year like you just and he, he turns it. up at the big <coughs> events so yeah. like winning Valderrama like 
Um, he won Galgorm in brutal yeah. conditions. Um, top ten there that week. Like he <clears> likes <throat> the tough courses. Yeah. Sorry, to, sorry, just bring that on you. Well, like it's very, very much caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. they, and they, like, and in fairness, they are they are actually the Strixon wedges that I do use, or the Cleveland wedges. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was quite quite a surprise. He was running off to get a PCR test, but it was like. I, I was kind of saying, like, what's wrong with them? He was like, nothing. I just change every week kind of thing. He's like, oh. Why did he give them to you? Like, I'm sure they were like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they were like kids or something that would have loved Because I was there. I was there, I reckon. It was just like, happens to me. I, I had caught up with him very briefly for a chat. Like, as in, he was passing. And I was yeah. just like, how are things? Like, literally, are you well? And he was kind of mid-tournament and whatever. And then this was very much like he was running around in the public areas with his caddy. His caddy had his like still had his bib on kind of thing and had his tour bag. Like to, to all to, to some of the eyes, it might have looked like an impersonator pretending to be a tour player, but he was actually running out to get a PCR test so he could catch a flight like an hour later um, out to Thailand to do an event for like Singa Beer, I believe. So, mm. yeah. So um, I, I'm not too worried that he has was missing wedges i'm sure the good folk at cleveland strixon will will sort him out yeah i'm sure he was he was very well taken care of <clears throat> but yeah i'm sure we'll throw that into 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 a comp um we've also got some giveaway some like like four ball and two ball giveaways yes. so i've got two ball for wooden bridge which i can give away we should put yeah, we should we should put some kind of Christmas giveaway together. That would be a plan. There we go. Right, just, get, just get people to buy stuff off us. We should open a shop. Yeah, exactly. Sell X or pros X clubs and different random golf fetches. <laughs> golf fetches. <laughs> Lucky dip. But um, right, I think enough we nonsense. Enough yes, nonsense. Yes. Okay, folks, thank you so much for listening again. Um, we will be back in two weeks' time. Hopefully, loads will have happened since then. We'll know what happened at Tigers event. Um, see what happens with the, the back of the DP World Tour. But um, until then, thanks for listening. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.